Welcome back to the Black Belt the Podcast. This is episode 8. Apologies for the big gap between episodes. There's no real reason for the hiatus other than I got lazy. And after I missed one week, it ran into two, and then three, and then four. And now it's been nearly a year. But we're back, trying to bring some good stories from people on their journey through martial arts. Uh, as before, if you enjoy and like the podcast, please leave a like, a review, a comment, make sure to subscribe, and share on social media. Today's guest is Scotland's Giles Brown. Giles is a two-time ITF European champion, winning titles across two different weight divisions. He is Scotland's most successful senior male, and today I chat to Giles about his journey through martial arts. Hope you enjoy. So, uh, what's up, man? How are you keeping? No, well, um, not too bad now. Lockdown's giving up bad time for recovering people a little bit. Yeah, what's uh, today's the first day of real lockdown, is it? Yeah, this is our first day of real lockdown. It came out last night, so we're allowed basically an hour out of the house. It's like prison, isn't it? You get your get that, you get your thirty minutes outside in the fresh air, back in home. That's it. That's it's all crazy, man. It's actually like nobody even knows when it's going to end. It's like it's all like started off with three weeks no. or two weeks, and now it's getting... who knows when it's going to end. Yeah, we've been told like three weeks of three weeks of lock-in, but then we get another people saying this could be August, it could be July. No way, I won't be staying in here. August. Imagine that not being outside till August. That is like prison. Like, no, oh, that'd be worse than prison for me. Like, I could not. At least other people in prison. If I was stuck on my own until August, I'd start talking to myself. Uh, you're, te- you're teaching like school classes through online then, is it? Yeah. And what's the story? You're you thinking like kids are kids can handle this. They can do stuff online. All, all week before the lockdown, like, guys, can you get online? Guys, can you access this? Yeah, no problem, no problem. Day one. I can't open anything. My computer's not working. Why won't this work? You had a week to sort this out. That was just to get out of the work. If it doesn't work, no I can't way. do it. Yeah, and then <laughs> and all the exams are cancelled. So we're like, you try to get. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask like, if they cancelled because there's some of the exams like the leave and certain that over here they haven't fully cancelled it. They've cancelled parts of it, like some of the projects, practical stuff they've cancelled, but they haven't actually cancelled the the uh, the full exam yet. But I'd I'd, I'd imagine that's going to come in the next yeah. couple of days. We've had everything cancelled, so it's like. It's the first time they've ever cancelled the exams. So no idea how the grades are getting worked out. Hey. So now these kids are going to be way nicer to me. All these kids like, so you're giving our grades now. They never tell you how great a teacher you are. Like, yeah, sure. Um, Enjoy your D and be happy. Yeah, D all around. A solid. Nailed on That's 40%. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy you got that. Um, so we'll go to a bit of uh, maybe Taekwondo talk. Um uh how did you get into training how did you start taekwondo it's kind of where i start with everybody so how did you start uh yeah so this has been a long one so uh august will be 21 years taekwondo for me long time. So, um i know you, that's a long time you realize like guys i fight at the euros in the worlds weren't even born yet when i started training that definitely makes me sound like yeah. one of those guys now i'm starting to I'm feel like that myself that. yeah i, I started <laughs> You literally got the hair. You still got the hair, yeah. I, uh, so I've 21 years type one. I started when I was a kid. I was uh, one of Miss Cross's first students in Queensbury. So I've got 
I've got uh, dyslexia. I've got really bad dyspraxia. So as a kid, my coordination was like dreadful. I used to fall over my own feet, couldn't walk, couldn't get around without like trip over things, walking into things. If you threw a ball to me, I couldn't catch it. I, uh, I lost my front four teeth at school because someone threw a ball to me. I missed it and knocked on my teeth out. So I'm sure my mum has seen like classes starting for, for type one and thought, oh, it'll help his, uh, help his coordination a bit. Stop falling over so much. Bit of confidence, but a bit of coordination help. Well, then I've been stuck there for sort of 21 years since. Miss Cross is still trying to get rid of you. <laughs> you've done all right since. With all, of that, with all that stuff starting out, like you've done all right. That's not bad. I think I'll take it. It's been all right considering how, where I started. We uh, we found my old grading cards once from like a color belt gradings, and you read through the notes from my color belt gradings, from like math or something and stuff. Like, whoa. How did I get this far? Yeah. Like, definitely those first couple of like white belt, yellow belt gradings like did not look good at my grading card. Just getting through them. Just, just get through them. Like. Yeah, just get through did you compete much as a color belt then? Uh, I competed a lot as a kid, but never had any success. Yeah. At all. Um, first time I got a medal in anything uh, was like... Red belt, maybe black tag before I got a medal in anything. I went to went to competitions, but just out first round and everything, out first round sparring, out first round patterns. That's not really changed too much for the patterns there. But uh, I was yeah, I was red belt black tag before I started getting any better at competition, and then probably seventeen before I even started getting any kind of success. Yeah. Like- I think it's kind of mad like that. Like the amount of people who weren't that successful as color belts that step up like and actually once they get the black belt manage to to do really well. Like when I was a color belt, even like I didn't win that many medals in in sparring. I was I'd always win medals in patterns, and I maybe won in terms of gold medals as a color belt, like three gold medals. Like and used to compete a lot more then. Like you could do five six competitions a year for five or six years and to win three gold medals inspiring is like maybe maybe four but not that many so like it's kind of that's a small year for you now eh? four gold medals a year yeah Uh, actually if you compete four times these days it's kind of a lot like oh yeah you got to travel a lot now eh? i suppose yeah maybe the three irish competitions but then outside of that like the european worlds or that like so yeah you'd be lucky to get four competitions a year now it's, a, it's not. It's not ideal. Yeah, that's always part. Always part of my plan. The year trying trying to compete as much as you possibly can. But, but the, the whole year is like it's front loaded, though, isn't it? Like the start of the year from January to like whenever like yeah. the Euros or Worlds is like in April or May time, you can go much. Yeah, you cram it And then after that, it's like it gets so scarce. Like you have to really look for a, a good competition. You know. Yeah. You, you can compete if you want to waste your time and go along to, to nothing, but finding something worth going to is a hardship. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, there's nothing on in Ireland around that time. Like, so you'd have to travel. Um, and even hard like that, anything, yeah, anything decent. Now with the, with this, there's been nothing for a long time. God knows when I'll even get the train. Never mind uh, get to compete. Yeah, let alone compete. What? That plus 75, like, plus 78 life for you now. <sighs> I'm putting on a bit of timber, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm probably, I don't know, 66, I'd say. 
about 66 i'd say i would say i would imagine not nothing, nothing too crazy i was heavier after january like but hey what can you do well, Christmas games, that's all that, that was. That was it. Like, sure, we all we all get it. Like, you know, we all get it. That's why you have to step away from seventy eight. Like, oh, I, ne- I will never fight seventy eight again in my life. No chance. And, uh, Wasn't too bad in the uni days, but no way I could do it now. Did you, you found it easier when you were in university? So I didn't live oh. at uni. So when I, I fought seventy eight when I was at uni. But to get to uni, I had to run five miles in the morning to get a bus, go to uni, get my bus back and run five miles home every day. So you're guaranteed 10 miles a day of running. <laughs> Did you really have to run back though? Oh, you know, back. like I get running there to make the bus, but like on the way back, was there any, did you need to run? Or was that just like, you just enjoyed the to make, to make seven, to make you seven just eight, enjoyed I needed to run. To make uh, seven, eight, I had to run. Oh. Gotcha. I think 2000, 2015 was the last time I made seven eights, and that's never happened again. You looked in a bad way. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember we were the first team to weigh in at the Euros that year. It was in Scotland, so we went to the Euros in the morning. And uh, I remember sitting ready to pass out before the weigh-in. And they asked us, like, make a line for the weigh-in, guys. And me just walking to the front, like, you guys can get out of my way right now. I'm weighing in oh, That's, my that's standard. A standard for me, myself and Tom. All these little, little juniors try to get my way, like, yeah, you can move right now. <laughs> And the and the ones who are three kilos under, the juniors who are three kilos under, up at the front get of the line, like, get out, get out of here. <laughs> that's it. That's me now. Now I stand at the back of the queue, like, right, guys, away you go. Yeah, you, you, you know, because you know the feeling. Yeah, you know where you've been. Yeah, don't feel that but, again. Like, last time, I was on and off the scales, and the rest of the team hadn't even stepped into the waiting room. So he just get me on. I said. Get, yeah, it was a rough one. That, that that sound, that um, that bring, that's the, the best sound. Yeah, it's the best sound. Used to when uh when Master in the Bar would do the way in sometimes, it was a nightmare because he knows me well. He'd sit there looking at me and go drag it out, shaking his head as I'm standing there waiting for that ping. Sure, last in in Bosnia when we were going in between the. To check, so it was the night before the weigh-in, and they said the the official scales is open, so you can go you can go and check. So I went up to have a look, and I stepped on it. Well, it took me about five minutes to get from downstairs the sauna up into the the, the weigh-in room. And I step on, and next thing, like it says sixty-five, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And Vaughn's as he had his master Vaughn's had his uh, his foot on the back of the scales, and like everybody in the room thought it was very funny. And I know, <laughs> like if I was. Uh, in a better shape, better shape. I would have found it funny too. I would have found yeah, it funny too. Well, yeah, just, that's not funny. Every yeah, just I was just like, yeah, that's not funny. But uh, so, well, <laughs> given the fact like you you couldn't get too couldn't get too ratty with him, <laughs> like so. Yeah, he's got look, look there. So I shook it off, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best of form. But yeah, sixty five. I was like, God, imagine. I knew there was no way. Like, what well, you just that, that the, your first immediate thought isn't, oh yeah, no, yeah. there's no way I could be that be that weight. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, your first thought yeah. is, how has this yeah. happened? And uh, what was the first year you made national team? Was it twenty ten? Two thousand ten. Yeah, it was my first. 
Um, I went for the team 2009, didn't get on. Uh, went again 2010 for Sweden was my first year going. It was a weird one. So we went Scotland went as like almost a split team with almost two different teams. Okay, like, yeah. Because the people falling out and it was a weird one. So that was my first one. Uh, I did it was long enough ago that I did individual power breaking. And I did um, plus seventy five, no plus seventies. Yeah, plus seventy sparring. That was it. Yeah, I fought um, I got bronze that year, and I can't remember any of it. I broke my nose. I know that, and I got concussed by one of the big Polish boys uh, fighting the end of the semis. Can't remember any of it. And the video we've got, I was on the the race center stage. Somebody's filming it for me. They've always been watching the fight and holding the camera down. So the film is just my feet. There's a four-minute video of my feet moving around, and you got listening for cheers to work out what happened. That was the only video. That's the only video going of it. Yeah, before uh, 2010, we didn't have like no one had smartphones. Oh, yeah. Just somebody with an actual camera. Yeah, like, I did have videos of my of my fights from that tournament, but they were on um, an old laptop, and the laptop is broken now. I can't go back and watch them. Yeah. I think it was like uh, Adrian had a, did have a, a camcorder with him. So that's how we had the video like that. That wasn't just whip out the phone and, and go. Because I remember I tried to take yeah. some videos on like an old whatever, like Nokia phone. It wasn't. No, that's not a video. That's what it was like. But, but, like even, but at the time, like even the, the camera on that, on that phone wasn't that bad as cameras went on those type of phones. But uh, it's just when you look now, it's like, Jesus, I can't believe I thought that was I probably had, I probably had a flip phone or something back then. I think that was the going rage, yeah. That's it. Yeah, uh, 2010. I fought, uh, I fought Nicholas in the first fight, and I remember, the, I remember the first like couple of seconds of that, getting punched in the head, and he must have broke my nose. I've seen a clip of that. He must have broke my nose at the start because there's pictures of me like lying on the ground, just covered. And in that blood. was first fight, yeah, first fight. Yeah. I got a baptism of fire. Some Polish boy, yeah, but some Polish boy went to went to Golden Point, extra rounds, Golden Point, and then uh, maybe a Romanian that beat me. Richie won it that year. The year Richie won, so he must have beat whoever beat me in the finals. Oh, was it Romanian? I think it could have been Romanian. Maybe it must be. He fought Scott. He fought the other Scottish guy. Uh, yeah, he fought the Finnish guy. The, uh, the, the yeah, he guy does power not. His name is just I, I don't know his name. Yeah, big yeah. shield. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. What, there's no way. What spot him now? If he hit, if he hit you clean, his hand would come up to their side. Ah, oh, he was a big lad. Richie, <laughs> Richie went through the <laughs> went through the middle in that one. But uh, yeah, I think it was Romania he fought in in the final. But, uh, yeah, that wasn't who beat me. I said I can barely remember any of that. I remember waking up the next morning, no clue where I was, head absolutely ringing, looking in the mirror in the hotel room, and my nose just folded across my face. It happened to a lot of people that one. I remember I was nearly knocked out in that one as well. So yeah, quarter like my second match was the quarterfinals against Russia, and I decided throwing a sidekick off the back leg was going to be a great idea. And whatever way we kind of like, he kind of stepped through with a punch, and then I kind of came. Whatever way we turned, uh, he threw a back leg. I was like bent over a small bit and he threw a back to turn and kick square in the jaw I was ringing like yeah Master Cooley was coaching me and even he said he was like you only got knocked out there didn't you and I was like yeah and like 
I didn't fully. I got through the second round, but I didn't fully. If you ask me what happened, I didn't have a clue. I had to watch the video back so many times to go. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. That's when your your brain goes in survival mode. Where am I? What just, just get through it. Yeah, just, just go it. through. Yeah. <laughs> and how many? That was. Did you only have one? That was your only one at junior, was it? Yeah, I got one at junior. Um, mental now when you see guys who are juniors and like fourteen who've won the worlds twice. That makes, been there for so long. It makes such a difference. Like, like the people like coming to the team at fourteen, because yeah, you can see how many times those. Uh, I'd love to do like I'd love to do a bit of research on it and see, like how many junior winners are people who are in like their who are eighteen. So like they're pretty much like in the last in the last year and yeah, have had maybe it's their fifth or sixth championships. How many winners are in that situation? Because I think it's quite a lot. Because I know from Ireland, we've had a lot of people yeah, in that be. in that situation who are eighteen. It's their final year junior, and they've had four, five, six campaigns behind them. Yeah, you look at guys now like people like uh, Boss Vitali. How long have they been around? They like they haven't been senior for that yeah. long, but they've just been around for yeah, so long. yeah. That's like Vitali has. I think he maybe won. What's he won like five European championships, and it's only that's it. And he's like twenty one or something stupid. Only two seniors. Like he won. He was there, obviously three as three as a junior and whatever world World Cup. Like he's won everything with a lot of it and some of it more than once. Most of it more than once, and isn't even senior that long because he was just junior for so long as well. And I was, I, yeah, versus my one junior competition that that one. Okay, you're done now. You're an adult. And was it... Had you just not went for the team when you kind of were 14, 15? Or? I, I didn't get my black belt till it was... Maybe 16? Was it my black belt? Late, late I mean, as well, yeah. I was 10 years... 10, 10 years training with my black belt off. Watching me as a kid, you think back, like, getting a black belt was an achievement for me. That was a massive achievement. Like I struggled so much, even... Anyone that's seen me do patterns now and thinks they're like they're not good now, you should see what they used to look like. <laughs> me getting through any technical aspect was an achievement. They managed to get to four degrees, so they can't be that bad. <laughs> and, uh, that's a shocking one, that is. Eh? <laughs> Somebody somewhere must be looking at that and be like, how did that happen? Jesus. 16, getting your black belt, one junior tournament, and then straight into senior. That's... Yeah. 2009, I tried to get on the team yeah. and got told no. I went from the team then, and uh, I think it was a combination of three coaches had to decide if you got to go or not. And then Miss Cross might have the final word and they said, no, nah, you're not going. I remember telling me before Sweden, if I didn't fix my psychic, if you didn't get a better psychic, you're not going to compete. I'll let you go. Ooh. There was an, an obsession that I'm getting, this psychic is getting fixed, I'm going to get a good psychic. Front leg will get fixed. That was the go-to. That front leg. That was it. That's that's got me pretty well through the last uh, the last. So she was right, I suppose. Years. Then really, wasn't she, to make you fix it? Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, she definitely wants what was best for me, and that was fix this or you will get hurt. And then you, the first time I seen these guys and they're claiming to be juniors and plus seventy, like they're big boys. Yeah, that that's crazy. That it was just plus seventy, like. I like just yeah. Because I think Richie was only maybe seventy. Two or something, 72, 73 kilos. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think 70. But uh, yeah, because like, like that, you're fighting the guys up on 100 kilos. 
So. Yeah, he's like, what? I'd never walked in the ring and had to look up the way before. It was the first time in my life I've been like, oh, this guy's a big boy. Yeah, because they don't make them that big around here. Like, Ireland, Scotland's probably kind of the same. No. Like, don't make them like that. Yeah. I've been, I've been the biggest in the team for a long time. So we haven't got any of these 100 kilo boys walking. We haven't either. The, the biggest we were having was uh, was Richie and yeah. what, what was Ross Smith there for a while. That's the biggest we've had. So <laughs> that's not big when you're looking at bad. Yeah, when you look out... When you look out, you see your Barthoffs and you see uh, Sebastian. These are big boys. Yeah, they're like, there's like real plus, plus fighters. Like. Yeah, real plus guys. It's like... Then, so, actually, the, the, what did you fight then in 2011? That would have been... You went minus 80 then. Yeah. Under 80. Minus 80, yeah. Um, that was, oh, was a brutal competition. So I got to my first senior one, get to Bratislava, and about three days before I got ill, and I was ill the entire time I was there. Um, we got there. I'd lost like three kilos in three days just from being unwell. So unwell. Shared um, a hotel with Michael. At one point, I left the room and came back. He put my bed on the balcony. And everything I had on the balcony outside because I was so unwell. I was like, get out of the room. Like, you're sweating like crazy. Get out of the room. Put it outside. And I fought, uh, I remember fighting Michael Parnicus. The, used to be yeah, the yeah. England team oh, uh, name, for yeah. a while, and he'd beat he beat me before, like because at something the junior I beat him before, and I remember getting getting to the second round, winning, and my nose going, and just like the doctors made me stop, like it wasn't broken, but it wouldn't stop bleeding, and the doctors pulled me out, and he went on he went on to medal, he didn't win it, but I think he finished bronze. Everything after, like I could have beat him if I managed to keep my nose going, I could have yeah. medaled. Yeah, didn't under 80s, that was a that was a long time ago. That category even existed, man. Yeah, there's like it was. Yeah, it was Jemlik who won that year, wasn't it? No, uh, he won the next year. Um, oh, so in the, the Bryce Lau, yeah, yeah, actually. Bryce Lau, I should Dennis won it. And he's like, is he not minus seventy now? Because I fought him at seventy eight. He's gone down again. Yeah, he's fought a couple of sections. He's a mad thing. He just goes up. That's, that's going the he's going the wrong way. You're meant to get heavier, not get lighter. I think it's whatever kind of suits the team at that that year, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, yeah, as well, it was, only, it was only one spot. So you know, with the two spots, you can, you can go spot. up and down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, 2012 when Zemlik came back and in Slovenia, no one was beating him. No, no. But like, like yeah, the minus eighty days are so yeah. long, like so long ago. Like even the fact that like going back to him. I was only saying this to somebody. Like we were at a, we were at the Euros in Slovenia, and Johnny he was at the opening ceremony, doing the the bit that he does at the with the, uh, yeah, the kids with the special needs and the inclusion class. And I said, "Who the hell is this guy?" And I kind of look and go, "I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, like he's an animal." Like yeah, yeah, like you know, he's an animal. Like he, like he bust you up. <laughs> like, really. Yeah, watching, <laughs> people forget. I remember watching him, and he was on, he was on my side of the draw in uh, in Slovenia in 2012. And I remember if whatever way it worked out, I was gonna might have had to fight him. Watching him fight Sudak, the Polish boy before it, had an absolute war. The two of them killed each other, and just turning around and getting told like, whatever you do, don't stand and trade with them. And my head going, yeah, that's not happening. I'm not trying to stand and trade with that. Guy. Get that psychic on. <laughs> 
yeah, well, I think, yeah, that was a kick and run. I ended up fighting, I lost to Tim Cool that year, so I didn't get quite as far as him. Like, but that is the most, that was, like, that was a tough draw. Tim Cool, and then if you wandered into Zemlich. Yeah, that was a tough day. That would have been a tough one. I um, remember the, my first Euros 2010, the first day watching Zimlik fight. I'd never seen him before. And like, just watching this guy fight, I'm like, that's what yeah. I want to be like. Just watching him kill Folkland, that's what I want to do. Right now, um, uh, that's it. Daniel Jawa. Yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was the final, just, yeah. It, I'd never seen, like, I'd sparred Miss Crossloads and stuff, and she'd been around. I knew she'd won Worlds and she just won the Euros and stuff, but I'd never seen like male sparring yeah. at that level. We don't really have as much of that in Scotland. I definitely didn't. I'm watching these guys kill each other. Like that's what I want to do. Yeah, I remember I, after in Sweden in 2010, and uh, we went down to breakfast, and it was on the Sunday, so it was after he'd fought in the final against uh, Joa, and uh, he looked like the Joker. Like he, uh, both eyes were just all oh, like two black eyes, purple and all. He was just bruised all over it was like fucking hell like you were in the wars <laughs> there's no point when that guy did not look hard like there's no point you seen him and thought I could take him just any, you saw him and yeah 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 just <laughs> one of them guys he just thought no I'd never fancy fighting you at any time yeah that's you line up for line up for teams and think oh, right okay especially that style that the Slovenia often bring because you know all high intensity Go, 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 like for two minutes. Yeah, I'm going for yeah. two minutes here. Let's go. Because uh, a lot of Bradis guys do bring that, like, don't they? Yeah, definitely. They, they have this, like, I'm going to win by crushing you. I'm not going to outsmart you. I'm going to crush you for two, for two yeah. minutes. Yeah. So then, like, so the set, the seven, the switch to 78 it really suited you, didn't it? Yeah, 2013, so. Went to 78s, 2013 when the weights changed. Uh, suited me as well. I changed my training a little bit as well. Suited me as well, because I wasn't going to make I yeah, wasn't going to make a 54. Well. I've been 63. Oh, that would have been brutal. 57. 54 nice. would have been... You've been cutting a leg off What's the that. chance? See, because I was 58 as a junior, so then when they changed to 57, it was pretty much the exact same. Because even at the time, of 58 wasn't a problem. Yeah. So I got lucky there with the, with the weight changes. And because they changed it, the and they changed the age as well, so I should have been junior that year, but they changed it. So then I had to go, I had to go senior. So, but it worked out, senior. worked out like you, like yeah, it switched to seventy-eight, yeah. Yeah, that worked well for me, but I changed my training the same year. Like um, I'd always been like training as much as I can, train as much as I can, doing three sessions a day, running, kicking, uh, sparring classes, weights, all this stuff. But I added in, uh, I started doing like mental training, like visualization mental prep, stuff I'd never really taken yeah. seriously before. Took it really seriously, going into that. Full visualization, full like, mental prep. And since then, I've never stopped doing it. Like, it worked that year. And I don't know if it, because it worked, I think it works, or if it helped me get yeah. it that year. But that, that change was perfect for me. It was a br- Even that one, I look back at the draw, that was a brutal draw I fought through. Like, at a... Peter Peter Daniel, yeah. the Hungarian guy, in the first fight. No, for me, my second fight. I had a Polish boy that won the Euros in my first fight, and I I was losing with one second to go. Flying punch, clipped him, and he stepped out of the oh, ring at the same time. The double whammy. Scores. I remember the whole Polish team at the side of the ring, all of them booing me. Polish coach going nuts like that shouldn't have counted. Squeaking through the first round, uh, fighting Peter in the second round. He got disqualified. 
with like 10 seconds to go, he was losing, just lost the rag, booted me in the back to go to disqualification. Uh, Colin Adolfs in the third round, went to Golden Point with Colin. That was a tough fight. That's probably like the the leggiest person I've ever had to fight against. Like, there's nowhere in the ring where you're not. Ah, uh, okay. He's the one. If there was a, I think he's definitely the fighter who knows how to use his range the most. Like he gets oh, yeah. every inch out of spot. out of that leg. Like he's so tall and just know just yeah. knows how to use Covers. the range. Like there's guys who. I think, like, have a really good front leg, have a long front leg, but then sometimes they'll, you know, maybe you might have a chance because maybe they'll be a bit more, they might try and use their hands a bit more. He's just, no, I'm just going to kill you with that front leg. And if you do get close, yeah, I'll use my hands and not, but he's like, not going to really start with his hands. Like, every time it's yeah. off, the, off the leg, like, he just, he just makes it so hard to get close to him. Yeah, he dropped, the, dropped this axe kick. I remember dropping this axe kick, and I swear this thing came from, like, Hit the lights on its way down. <laughs> that comes from eight foot in the air on its way back down again. Went to Golden Point with him. Uh, caught him. He threw. He threw. Threw something at me. Didn't get. Didn't get the score. We stopped getting the score. And he must have lost. Lost the rag a little bit because he blitzed in, clean psychic the body. All four judges clicked it. Ah, yeah. The end of the semis. That was a. That was a good moment. Like uh, two minutes. Had to go. Had the semi final two minutes later. Got told right. You're back up again. Two minutes. That's a happen. That's happened a couple of times too. Caught Dennis in the semis. Yeah, it seems that's yeah, yeah. every now and again. There's definitely somebody out there doesn't like me and likes me to go right. Get fighting again. Get fighting again. I was just going to say those, those, those ten miles. Yeah, they, uh, that you that you needed them. So who did you fight in the semi final? Was it like? Was it... Uh, De- ah, Dennis. Right. That's a caught t- Dennis in the semis. That's a tough draw. Um, tough draw. Yeah, his bandage. He was. He was Throwing bandage left, right, and centre at me, and uh, it broke. It broke my shin. We clashed on something. Broke my shin. Um, beat him. Anything I spun, I just knock him down. Knock him down. But like, just wasn't going to engage with this. Wasn't getting my head taken off of the bandage. Not knocked him down. Got told right, you're in the gala night tonight. That was probably went worse. Like, that was probably worse. It would have been better going. Well, I suppose you still yeah. born, like, but it would have been better like at the time, like straight. Went to take my. Sh- Shin pad off. I got told, Nana, you're keeping that on. Like, Miss Cross made me keep my shin pads on for like four hours till the gala night. Just wouldn't let me take them off. Because, like, if you see it, it's going to be worse. They didn't know it was broken until a couple of days later. Kept the shin pads on. Went off. I was the last fight of the gala. So I didn't see anyone else's fights in the gala night. And I got slagged off of the team. So that was the year. Do you remember in Sweden they interviewed everybody yeah. that won the gala? The only one that didn't get interviewed <laughs> me. I was the last fight. Everybody I won home. the fight. Beat that. Beat the. Beat the Polish boy. And the guy just like, okay, that's a done for the night. See you later, guys. It had been a long day. Fought, uh, <laughs> yeah, a long one. Fought another. Fought another Polish boy in the final. Uh, that was quite a, quite a close fight. I watched it back a few times. Like watching it back now, like me now would beat me then so easy. I'm so critical watching it back now. Yeah, I'd be the same. That was. <laughs> I got to the final yeah. this year and I look back and I was like, like, Jesus, how did I get to the final? You know? Yeah. Brutal yeah. watching yourself back. Yeah, beat, the, beat a Polish boy in the final. Same same coach in the first round and he just stands shaking his head at me. <laughs> Which Polish guy was it? <laughs> he doesn't um, fight anymore. I don't think. What's his name? He's not, 
doesn't fight anymore. The, the two of them, the one I beat in the first round is still on the team. The one I beat in the final just was gone after that. That's... No, I can't... I, I remember... I, I, I remember... What's his... <sighs> Mario something or Mario... I remember the guy. I do, I do remember him. He's, his name isn't... It, it's... Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah. Like that, if you're a one and done kind of guy, well, maybe he wasn't a one and done, but he hasn't been. So, so many people, you just forget. We got back, yeah, been so long doing it. We got back, remember getting back that night, feeling like absolutely fantastic, felt invincible. Got in the shower in the hotel, then my brain just clicked. Your legs, like your shin's broken, and just fell down in the shower and couldn't get back up. Just like lying on the floor in the shower, like I can't stand up, this is gone. Like, whole leg turned purple. Was it bad when he saw it? Oh yeah, that's the first time I'd seen it. I hadn't, I hadn't looked down, and the knee, to the ankle was just like purpley black. The whole thing was just this horrible color. And did did you go to the hospital or anything over there? No, just carried on. Oh. No, I, I spoke to somebody and they're like, yeah, the hospital here is expensive. Wait till you. I believe, it, yeah, Scandinavia. <laughs> it was kind of... Yeah, Scandinavian hospitals. That's going to cost uh, a penny. So yeah. There's no better feeling though, I don't think, is there? Like the shower that night, like the shower that night, and you're get or you know what it is, I think, is when you get up the next morning and you're in bits the next morning, like you're aching, like just walking sore, but you're kind of like, yeah, that was worth it. Cause you can, when you have the, yeah, you have the gold medal, you're like, I got the, yeah, that was worth it. That was worth yeah, it. Yeah, you got to go the next, I had to go the next day and get the medal. And you kind of limp up to the podium, like, nah, I'll take yeah, yeah, I'll limp up to that podium. <laughs> I was through the wars. Yeah. That's it. You, you you give that. You you don't walk up there like nobody touched me. I walk up there like yeah. I fought everything yeah, going that. Day. That is. I find that afterwards in uh, the worlds in Ireland, I was kind of like yeah. Uh, I that walk up. I was my legs were in bits. I was just aching. But I was like, just on a high. Like it just yeah. That was that was all worth it. Yeah. It was all worth it. <laughs> That's that moment. You, that moment you wake up and you're like, did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that happened. That brief second yeah. that, that happened. It wasn't all just a dream, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, what type of stuff then did you do, like in terms of um, the mental training? Like in visualize the visualization is there like anything? Did you use any? I suppose like apps or anything like that, like Headspace. Like was it more meditation or like more? Yeah, there's nothing, nothing like that at that point. Um, I met a guy through the university, so I'd been at Stirling Uni still at that point, and I was like, that's the national sport in university. And I'd met a guy, who, he recommended someone to me, a, um, a sports psychologist guy. So I'd met him for a couple of sessions, and he'd given me like meditation type things to do, things to go through in your head. Because I knew I'd had success at smaller competitions, but not at bigger ones then. And I had to, was getting things into your head, like it doesn't matter who you're fighting, it doesn't matter what you're doing, it doesn't change what you've done. Thinking about all the work you've done in beforehand. Like the fights the fight's out of your control at that point. You've done everything up to that point. Put yourself yeah. there. It's, it's, it's to feel like you'd outworked somebody before you got there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. And then every every fight now before a fight, every single big competition, just two minutes before it, close my eyes and get the head started. Yeah, I found even for myself, I find a couple of times like just before you step in, like it's like just close your eyes and just breathe. It's like, and then you're just like, yeah. once you open your eyes, it's just like 
you're just there. It's just everything. It's just like a, it's like a, it's like hitting the reset button. I find sometimes, like no matter how much build it up, like sometimes just like yeah. that close your eyes and breathe and just okay. It's just like nearly just like training. It's like that's it. Yeah, this is what you've been doing for you have a bow and you spar a fella like the same. You spar the guy the same way. Like it's the same game that you've done loads of times before. That's it. And then after, after having won, like your confidence goes through the roof, and you can remind yourself that when you need it, like stand there going, "Hold on, I've, won, yeah. I've done this before." Yeah, yeah. That's all I have to. Find. Do you find that? Would you find like that? Maybe the first round was always the toughest one. That maybe once you got past the first round, you just yeah, you just you, you just settle in. Then you're like, yeah. I, 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 I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you get somebody in the, in the first round, and it's it's not something too too tough and you can just kind of fight your way through it and if you make some mistakes yeah. you can fix it whereas you, that that first round is always a tough fight but even if it's not so good you, you need to settle yourself in and just okay we're good now this is what we're yeah. doing I had a thing there when I first turned senior I had for I was like three years where I was like either lost in the first round or got to the final <laughs> so that's what I was like yeah. right if I get out of the first round we'll go in places <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, I was, I had to try and, for me, it was trying to, to nail down like how how do I go about approaching that first round to make sure, I get the win there. Yeah, yeah it's the same for a lot of people. Yeah. There's a couple of people like that. Yeah, that first round is brutal. My my warm up from now is a bit nuts. So, the Euros in the Worlds, I start warming up like an hour and a half before now. Used to be half an hour before now, it's an hour and a half. Start jogging about, start doing things just to. By the time you get to that first round, it, my brain might not be set, but at least everything else is yeah, yeah. good to go. I always have this thing where I like to have the gear on a good bit, a good bit early, because I always have this thing. Where I never want to hear yeah. next on ring, whatever minus fifty-seven kilo senior sparring. Yeah, you're not ready. <laughs> I was like, like well, if I have my foot pads on, like and my gear next to me, right, we're kind of good to go. And I'm not like running around. Going, Where's my stuff? Right, you haven't warmed up. Just like at least if nothing else. I'll have my gear on and then I can warm up from there because like there is like that thing I'm just like right like to know like I'm in control of something anyway yeah you never want to hear your name in the panel I've been like ring one Jamie but, Williams yeah, what? Yeah, you never that's, want to hear that is the worst panel. yeah because then it, because straight away I think like that starts to throw you off like you know yeah you like, oh, oh, and then straight away you're in you're, you're in the wrong mind, mind, uh, mind frame then to step into the ring and perform because you're running around looking for equipment, a coach, a towel. Have I got my gum shield? No, I have, I have to run back to my bag and get my gum shield. Whereas, at least if you're in your in, like I said, in in your foot pads, your headgear, gloves, like everything you're going to need. It's like right, that's there. On. Right, if I'm coming, gloves are cool. on your belt, and you know you can go are. from there. Because that's all part of the control and the controllables, really. <laughs> yeah, what, what you can yeah. take control of. That bit of experience where you're like, okay, I can control this bit. This is a bit of my life I can control. And uh, with the when you change your training, like I know you said you added in some mindset training. Did you tr- change anything like the physical training you were doing? Um, I don't know if I changed as much of that. I think I started sparring a bit more probably. Um, I've, I've been lucky. Like, there's not a lot of guys my size in Scotland to fight with, but we've got a couple of guys at the club, so. Jamie, one of our guys at the club, is a coach of the team now. Um, his daughter competes for the team, but 
he's a big guy and he's come down, like give up his nights and stuff to come and compete with me and come and train with me. And even if he's not sparring always at the top of le- top level, it's a big guy yeah, to yeah. spar with. Or somebody who wasn't just going to yeah. run away from me. You get, to, you get to see the right shapes. I've been lucky that, I, yeah, and then I've been lucky that well, I've been competing since 2011. Michael's been competing with me as well, so it's, it's somebody who yeah, yeah. with me. If it was somebody else that wanted to train at that level, even if it's like a huge size difference, you know, somebody who wanted to train, somebody at night who like, do you want some extra rounds? Yeah, we'll go Saturday morning. Do you want to go train for the? Yeah, let's go train the morning. Yeah, somebody to bounce off of. Somebody who's kind of as more as motivated as you to and pushing towards the same goal. Yeah, yeah. If we're all pushing towards the same goal, I definitely nothing I've achieved I could achieve could achieve without them. Like I can never have got it without them. Believe it. Yeah, and so so what? That's definitely uh, my Taekwondo family. So it's like between Miss Cross, Jamie, like Gemma, Michael's definitely my Taekwondo wife. Like yeah. that's nobody in my life has nagged as much as that boy. <laughs> it was uh, only Adrian was saying to the kids there, but before we finished up, he was if you want to go someplace quick, go alone. If you want to go far, someplace far, bring a team. Which I think, I think that that's sums really- it up really. No one gets anywhere yeah. themselves, do they? You need that team around you. Like you said, all pushing towards the same goal. Like, that's where... Well, I find even then that that's, like, half the reason to do it is because, like that, they said, they're like a family. Like, you enjoy being around those people. You enjoy having... You have to crack with them. Like, you enjoy being away with them. So then, like, that's half the reason to do it is because you're with the people... Half the, is the yeah. people you're doing it with. Yeah, that deck. And... If you need to get up at like stupid o'clock in the morning and go train, if you're doing it with somebody, you know it's easier to get up and go. You can't roll over and hit the snooze button. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I know I'll let them down. I can't let them down. I yeah, accountability, there. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you enjoy, like you said, if you enjoy being around them. It helps yeah, the one hundred. Everyone's got those. Di- you you always have that day when you're like heads down. You don't want to be doing something, and they pick you back up. And or if you have a bad competition, bad result, there's someone there to pick you up and put you back yeah. where you need to be. So then, uh, what, what does it, what does actually what does a training like a training week look like for you then, in terms of like maybe cardio uh, before, before the lockdown, lockdown, obviously, yeah. Before the lockdown, yeah. Um. So now, um, normally three sessions a day. So I train first thing in the morning. Get up six o'clock in the morning. Meet Mike when we train. Uh, take one session or uh, go to work. What, like take one. Uh, running, running or circuits or something like that something fitness-wise, then I do a bit of training on my lunch break at work. So my lunch break at work, I'm going to train Taekwondo classes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday night. Uh, Thursday night, I go kickboxing. I started that last year, so uh, with Wolfpack with Kevin and Natasha. So I started doing that, go through kickboxing with them on Thursday night, couple hours. Saturday morning, a couple hours of kickboxing. Sunday, for am not going to squad recover. Start again. Is there squads every week for the Scotland team? Not anymore now. We're, we're maybe once, twice a month now. Yeah, we used. I suppose we kind of drop back a big time, like a, a good while, a good while back. We used to be every week. Like when I first went to the team, it would have been uh, every weekend. Some of them Saturdays and Sundays. If you were on the team pattern, you had to do kind of two days because you needed that extra day to kind of get everything nailed down. And then, I'm, I'm definitely safe from that. Nobody <laughs> wants me a team pattern. Although 2017, when uh, our senior got bronze in the team farm and they needed a sixth man to go up and get the medal, I'm on Did that. Did you go podium. up? 
didn't do anything. Didn't, yeah, they needed they need somebody to get the extra medal, so they're like, great. <laughs> so somewhere there's a picture of me and a team partner. Uh, <laughs> you should put that picture up. In 20 years' time, nobody's going to know I didn't do that part. You're just on the team, yeah. You could start... We'll just, That's it, I was there. You could start to tell the story that you, you were on the team then, like, you know, you were the one at the back, like, the, you actually performed the pattern, you were in the team. That was it. I find a picture of some guy that's kind of blurred out in the background. That was me. And then... How then... Um, terms of... Yeah, we say with the kickboxing, was there a particular reason that you started kickboxing? Like, was it... Did you want... Was it more to help your taekwondo uh, training or was it more like you just wanted to... It was something you wanted to try out? Or? Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely helped taekwondo training. Like, um, I've been... I was so lucky with this. Like, there's certain bits of my life that I've just been really lucky. So, Michael started training Wolfpack before I did. And our club was closed for like yeah. four weeks or three weeks or something. So, I went along with him to train there. And it was just to get extra training, extra competitions I could go to, stuff like that. And I got so lucky that... Kev knows so much. Like as a coach, he is so knowledgeable. Natasha is absolutely world class. Like they're as a as I watched her as a points fighter then, and unbelievable. And then a light contact fighter, she's world class as well. So the the club itself is so good. Uh, the environment is so good. It's so welcoming. Yeah. They were they were such good people. Let me in. Like instantly felt like part of our family. They're part of something in there. And I think I originally planned, like, I'll go along for two or three weeks, keep training. And that became every single week for... <laughs> Couldn't get rid of you. <laughs> so quickly. That's it. Did my first did my first WACO competitions uh, last year. It's been... It's been yeah, yeah. That's, that's, where, that's definitely the benefit. And like just such good crossover as well. You think yeah. It's the same guys crossover in so many places. Do you think you'll make a run at... Uh... Trying to whack a world of Europeans. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's still issues here with like politics and stuff that are above my pay grade for world yeah. Europeans for that. Plus, I need a massive pay rise if I'm going to start paying for all this stuff. That's always the the challenge, isn't it? The the, the, the lack of funding. Yeah. Is. Yeah. If somebody, if anyone out there wants to just give me like enough money to just train full-time. Just give me some money, I'll train full-time, I'll be sorted, but I don't see anyone handing over giant paychecks. Yeah, it's like, it's just, you could try and look for sponsors, but it's very, when it's not a mainstream sport, when you're not going to be seen at the Olympics, it can be, it can be hired, you know? Like, you're right, if it was, That's you know, like WT, Taekwondo, where you have a chance of being seen at the Olympics, you'd have some chance, but, yeah, you yeah, it's something, but it's much getting, getting money to challenge for everybody. Unless it's a funded sport, which I think they're nearly becoming less and less. I don't even think Poland are fully funded. I think they're mostly looked after, but I don't think they're fully funded anymore. It's like that. I think it's kind of dropping off a bit. Yeah, that, when, they, when their team was at their peak, they must have had a lot of funding going on when they were winning everything. I think they were fully funded then, yeah. So they would have. Yeah, to be fair, I think you guys knocked them off their spot. You probably, you, you probably cost them, the, it's like you lot cost them their funding. Yes, that was, <laughs> that was a perfect storm, that was, that was, that was a, like, that was an unbelievable week. Like, we, we would have fancied going into that tournament, like, in 2017, um, that, yeah, we could definitely get, we could get top three. 
but we wouldn't have said we were going to get to number one. And especially after the first day, we took maybe one patterns medal or two patterns medals, and then the sparring kicked in. So like we got the number one in the world on just sparring. So yeah, yeah. With senior man, you had fifty-seven, sixty-three, seven-eight, seven-eight. That was insane as well. Like that was. Like I said, perfect storm. Like the girls were after the girls at Savage two days before. They like Sarah won and Ellen got to the final against her, and then we had like Katie and Maeve and Louise all getting silvers. They, they did Savage. Yeah, like, all, fuck, yeah, it's like, fuck the pressure. Like, Jesus, like we'd be doing well if we get an early. And then there's a lot, and, lot Island Island girls final. So, to we talked about we we knew it was going to be a challenge to get even just to level that never mind kind of maybe even try and top it a small bit but like and, and try to take gold medals but uh like i said like just perfect week perfect storm that was to get to number one just like yeah that was the best world i've ever been at Gotta say, it was the best world i've been at yeah and how, how many have you been to <laughs> quite a few five uh, benedon italy ireland germany so four. Yeah, four yeah yeah on five, I did New Zealand as well. I think that was, yeah. I think that was, I think, yeah, for me, I think that that was the best one as well. Just I just turned senior, so I wasn't going to New Zealand, that wasn't going to happen. I've been senior for about 10 seconds, <laughs> and like you said, you only, you only had one year on the team as well. That's it, yeah. We had a tiny team, it was a there. tiny, it was a small world, yeah, wasn't it? Again, the lack of funding impacted. The whole, the whole thing. Yeah, it was good. There was, was some good quality people at the tournament. Just in terms of like a, a quantity of competitors, there wasn't that many as you would usually see. Yeah, yeah. Ireland was definitely the best world I've been at, and not just because I medaled. That's that's not even just not just on the podium, but that whole year, that whole competition was good. Yeah, it had a, it had an Olympic Village kind of feel to it, didn't it? I kind of found, found like just everybody been in the one area, and you could just. Pop over and back hotel there, just that was everybody bar up. Oh, you weren't. That's every uh, year we were in a different. We were the we were the only ones not in the hotel. I think the There's Italians weren't either. I think there was Malaysian the guy. Italians were in a different hotel as well. Yeah, we travelled from there just five minutes, still only five ten minutes to get there, but the, the feel there was mental. Yeah, it was class. Like did you, you maybe had a similar feeling. Maybe like what myself and the rest of the Irish people, uh, Irish competitors had when it was on the Euros run in Scotland. Did you like the fact that you... we had we had really good results in Scotland? Yeah. Uh, we were we had, we had finals a uh, final seventy, final seventy eights, and fight, so Ian in the seventies final, me in the seventy eights final, and David in the eighty five yeah. final that year. That was a really good good year for us. And it was the vet, the, the, I think the feeling in Ireland was still a bit better. The feeling Scotland was. Yeah, good, how did you find then, like even still, having, having a family around? The venue, the venue wasn't as good. That's yeah. My uh, my dad came to the Euros in yeah. in Scotland, and since then he's been to the Euros in Scotland, the the worlds in Ireland, the worlds in Germany. He got the buzz. I've never seen. He did. He got the buzz. We've got to tell him to behave himself though. He, he, he said a few things on video that you've had to say like you can't <laughs> say that. If you want to hear you, you can't say anything. Like uh, that's the, that's, see, they're not, they're not in the Taekwondo kind of, you know, mi- mindset. Oh, we, before we went to Germany, we had to warn him, like, in Germany, there's certain things you can't call people. <laughs> and, like, you can't even say that. Uh, but, like, that, that, the fact you got to the final, um, 
I probably felt a little bit better that the fact that your you know your dad was there and he got to see you compete at that level. Yeah, um, I had to miss I had to miss uh, 2014 Euros as well. So I had a few people had made a few people made comments saying, "Ah, oh, you weren't there last year, and you know, you fluked into it in 2013. It was a fluke. You yeah. got lucky." So getting back to the final, my first Euros back in, straight back in the final again. That was a that was a good feeling. Right until I lost that final. That wasn't so great. No, but again, he's, it's not like he's a bad fighter to lose to losing to Colin. Like, so. No, I was, yeah, back to Colin again. Was, the two years I've won the Euros, they gave me the medal the next morning. The two years I've lost the Euros, they gave me the medal there and then. Like, can I not have a break? Can, can we come back yeah. and get his boys? Yeah, because they, they kind of, they done you a little bit dirty even in the second final, didn't they? You were fought your semi-final and then straight into fight Alamine. Yeah, Slovenia. So it was a 2017. It was me and Alan. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. In 2018, yeah, yeah. I went. Yeah. Then the next year, you're right. Slovenia 2018 in the second final against him again, and I went straight from semi-final right fight him now. I'd heard we were supposed to be in the gala night, and then suddenly yeah. we that was a strange. Because had to give it up. I think that's. The list of fights that were going to be in the gala, I think they had been sent out. Were they out? Had that been announced before? The, there was one a couple of days before. Yeah. There was a list, and it changed before. Uh, it changed before before my day started. Yeah. Well, they couldn't have said you were. They, they couldn't yeah, have known absolutely. you were going to get to the final, I suppose. So. Yeah, they didn't know it was going to be me, but I was a. I fought that Russian boy, went the extra rounds, um, beat him in the extra round. I was like, right, okay, you're fine. I mean, now. Yeah, again, a tough one. You've had some run-ins with those big Germans. Yeah, so I, I fight a lot of Germans. <laughs> Definitely, uh, Master Tricky. There's a few, a few bits when he must see me. And <laughs> he must not be a fan of me. But Same uh, way you say with them. It's like ah, oh, another one. <laughs> that's it. If I can just, it's at least then Colin and Almir are like world world class fighters. So. And uh, actually, it's not the worst guys to be fighting in Bulgaria. Bulgaria, yeah, that's yeah, that's the yours you want. Bulgaria, isn't it? Yeah, yours in Bulgaria. Yeah, you had a tough draw there as fight. well, if I'm remembering right. Zach and yeah, um, you fought Zach on the way there, isn't it? But I thought that was, that was one of the best ones I've had in my life. So the year before, with my first year at 85s, I fought Zach and lost him by one point, and he broke all my ribs with a reverse punch. I remember this reverse punch hit me in Finland and broke my ribs. So when I got in the semi-finals in, in Bulgaria, I fought, um, who did I beat to get there? I beat Moffat in the second yeah. fight. I beat somebody, then I beat Moffat. Then I had Zach in the semis. And in the first 15 seconds, head kick. Ran around a little bit, got me in the corner. Two more head kicks straight away. I scored more head kicks in that fight against him in the first round than the entire competitions. <laughs> like, that meant unbelievable amount. Like, I remember watching him when I was a junior and like the first couple of years senior and being like in yeah. awe of this guy. And then beating him, beating him in that one. When I, when I got the result over him, I could have ran through a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's, I didn't even think of that, like the how you must, you would have been on like after a, a, a win like that to go against Alamine then. Yeah, that meant a lot. Um, then fighting Alpine in the gala night. 
that was another one. That was just at the time I went in there, I felt so good going in. Like I felt fantastic going into that final. Because yeah, it wouldn't have been like it, it was a bit of an upset, like for you to to, to beat him in that one. You know? Yeah, probably like was. that. You you came through a tough draw, and then and uh, he kind of hadn't had that many tough fights. He got through fairly okay. Um. Yeah, and he had fighting Zach and then fighting Alamein. The style was so different. Completely different. It was just a totally two different, different generations, AC. You know, yeah, that was it. Was Zach wanted to yeah. kill me and break me in half, and Alamein had that points fighting movement that's just beautiful to watch, but different. hard to stand there. Like, yeah, completely me. two different styles altogether. Like, yeah, it's like I still kind of mad. Yeah, like when you see that the. The changes in style from where, like, like that, you see where kind of Zach and people who would have competed at start to compete in that time to the styles. Like, like I think even since I came in, like, it's kind of changed. There's small changes along that uh, have changed. I think everyone's so much more expressive now. People are so much more expressive. But even like, I was there, Oleg and Solovey was, they were in, um, sort of, they were in Argentina doing the, seminars there and he put up uh oh whatever like maybe 94 world champion um from argentina it was you uh ricardo riera and i was like jesus i haven't heard of this guy i'll go onto youtube and i'll see if there's a video and there was a video of him fighting um master vetrano in the i think it was the final and like you're looking at it, it's like it's like that's a completely different sport to that's like that's completely yeah. different to what we do right so now. It's that, like you wouldn't say they're the same. That little bit of tape there on the knuckles as well. Th- that's it. Like gloves. yeah, but they didn't even have mats. It's like there was on two, just a bit of tape on the floor. That that was the ring. You're going like 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 a design of a no electronic scoring, obviously, but like sheet of paper, not even clip. Yeah, no, sheet, sheet of paper. That was the thing. Like yeah, but just your looks are quick. This is completely different. And then there was another video of the same guy. Of um, of him fighting at the next world, and then you see they had mats on the floor. She so was like, "Ah, they've moved up a small bit. Yeah, they've got mats. They've got <laughs> mats on the mats. floor." So I like that. Yeah, just from where the sport, or like from where things kind of was then to how it's evolved into what it is now, it's like completely different. I like that, it'll keep changing yeah. even. Yeah, there's any whatever's working. People are going to take bits of working. They're going to adapt and evolve, but. Anyone who turns around and says, oh, pure Taekwondo, we shouldn't use anything else, you're not going to win. You've got to, you have to admit, other things are just, you take the best. Yeah, yeah. But the, the speed from points fighting Waco is definitely coming more and more into Taekwondo. That's that points fighting yeah. speed. But as you, like that, you, as you said, like when you look at what the, what the rule set is and then what's, and what scores, you have to look at, like, you're always going to be looking at what's the most effective way that fits into the rules and and gets you scores and is effective at getting you scores. Like that's what's going to determine kind of the style. I suppose like that before you could get away with maybe a bit more contact and stuff. So guys were willing to stand and trade because knock the guy out. What's the problem? Yeah, um, was that minus point hand flies out? So can do, can do. Like in Slovenia, Slovenia I think was. Maybe the worst one I've seen, like the lot of the amount of minus seventy kilos fighters who were disqualified was, was a bit of oh. shit. Like it ruined the division, like I thought. It did. I seen three people disqualified back to back by the same referee. Yeah. 
We won't name and shame. <laughs> that division was no, no. But the, yeah, that division was that final. That the people in the final, one of them shouldn't have been there. Yeah, shouldn't have been. There was. And it's not fair on you spend six months a year grafting, training, training, training to get somewhere just to be told I didn't like that punch you're disqualified yeah like and that's the thing like because you always when you try and describe it to somebody it's like oh it's it's like contact which means like you know you can't hit the person that hired or, like you're not trying to hurt them but like you are trying to hurt them you're trying to hurt them without making it look like you're yeah. trying to hurt them like you know what I mean it's like it could be the hardest punch. Yeah, it could be the hardest punch in the world, but you just have to make it not look like you're putting that much into it. Like it doesn't make a difference. Like if it looks clean, it doesn't matter how powerful it was. But like that, if it looks messy, that that's what the problem is. So that's it. it is. I've, de- I've I've landed shots that were heavy shots and had nothing, and landed clean shots and be like, where that minus? Yeah, from? I've had the same. Like you you, you exchange and you're like, you know, the ref might. Cu- stop the match and break something you're kind of expecting like you know to keep it down lads you know and nothing and then there's times when you kind of feel like there was nothing there and they're like ah keep the contact light like you're kind of oh, okay i guess <laughs> yeah so I, yeah i think that kind of sums up yeah you're trying to hurt them without without uh making it look like you're trying to hurt them. without looking like but, uh, smile away but, yeah through the teeth <laughs> that's it there's definitely experience. You get to know which referees let you away with a little more as well. Yeah. You must know yourself when you walk in and you're like, okay, this is going to be a strict one. Yeah, I kind of, yes, I know. Like, because I kind of know the referees like that let, like they'll, they'll have a good flow to the match. Like ones that just, you know, that like even if you're coming close, they won't be straight in. Like they let you maybe work it out just a small bit. Like just ones that let it flow. And the ones that are kind of mad to jump in, stop, break, go again. In terms of minus points, not necessarily where I'd be thinking about myself. Get like I know there's some referees you kind of like, where you're watching, you're like, I oh, look, it's that person again. I nearly don't take as much notice when I'm going to spare myself. It's kind of more thinking about, yeah, more, yeah, that's it. Like it's not gonna, not really going to change anything when I'm sparring or what, what my maybe a tactics would be sparring that person. So it's kind of like, well, I'll just get on with it and. If they dish out the minus points, they dish out minus points. But yeah, it's not, not to that second minus point. You're like, it's not something you worry about too much in the small divisions, you know. Because like that, it doesn't yeah, look like I heavy. I feel bad for the, you know, like it just doesn't look. I feel bad for the plus like you watch the plus eighty fives like, and they're getting minus points left, right, and center. Like, well, they're big boys. That's they're it. Really but you see, that's what it. It's the sound of it. You know, when they hit, that does a boom when they hit, like. Like Bartosz and Sebastian at Worlds, I felt there was like the minus points were nearly ruining it. Like they both got two each. It was like, just just leave that go, you know, just leave it go. They were both yeah, I mean, they were, because when when they were given the minus points, they were just uh, it was like a pick them. It was like who's going to get one this time? It's like they both punched just as hard yeah. as each other. It was kind of well, then, give it to you this time. They can both- they can both dish it out. They can both take it. That was it. Like, and I think it was starting to ruin what was a really good fight because then both people, both of them had to be on, on edge a little bit to go, oh, well, do I want to punch because I could get a minus point. 
and the thing is you can't point. not punch the other person hard because they're going to be punching you hard so yeah you can't be the one standing going i'll just throw half power yeah yeah exactly so you have to go full on so yeah my, it's it's definitely something i think that could, could be looked at to improve the sport a small bit just let, let contact go a small bit more um it just especially like you said if both people are up for it it just makes the yeah if they're both given the same thing why are you ruining an exciting match and I've I've heard like some people talking about they want to make the ring smaller which that means there's only going to be more contact because where are you going to go yeah if you make the ring smaller you need to give you need to yeah because where where are you going to go so yeah so like that uh, yeah, I felt that fighting fighting the Irish Open the Waco this this year. It, it's a small ring; you got to fight. Yeah, and the city thing is, you can they they're a lot more harsher even on stepping out. You know. Yeah. You, like if you, you started, I think, and I've heard that's something they kind of want to bring in, kind of to Taekwondo as well, where maybe if you're just stepping out, but like we weren't, there was no contact to make you leave. That it could be a minus point and not just a warning. It's like you can't look to reduce down contact. Make the ring smaller and get harsher on, on exiting the ring. Yeah, that, they all just they don't work. One way the, yeah, they just don't both. work. And like that, you can't say fight more lads, but fight. Nice yeah, like, again, you've, you're starting to change the sport. Then uh, it's that's, that's to change it up then like, even more. Um, how do you find like, like so? Well, I know I asked you about your training there, and how do you find? It seems like you have it under control, balancing. Uh, job with yeah with a sporting career yeah, as well is there's times when i mess it up a little bit i mean i get told off uh michael miss cross tell me off over training um, i've got a bad habit of in my head thinking right you're not as talented you've got, not, you've got as much talent as other people you're not naturally talented so you need to outwork everybody work harder work harder but i, I tend to I, I go too far sometimes one way and Overtrained, so it's good to have them remind me, like, calm down a little bit. You don't need to do as much. Just be smarter, not, yeah. not more. And it can be hard to work sometimes. That can be hard to balance that in. Yeah. But like, I'm lucky that sometimes I get away with things at work. Like, my head teacher will give me time off for the world of the Euros, so I can train for that and train around it. And having a gym at my work that helps. But it does mean there's some nights when you're there's some nights when you're sitting there. Finish training, come home. Like, I just want to go to bed. Oh no, I put up my, I've left my mark, and I do that now because I went to train. Ah, right, yeah. And then do you find out like the times of getting, yeah, getting time off to go to these tournaments? How does that? Um, yeah, I'm allowed time off for the worlds and the Euros, but that's it. So it limits what I can travel to. Like World Cups and European Cups are hard. Like, if they fall in the school holidays, that's perfect. Like if they happen to be in the school holidays. I'm sorry. If they're not, if it's not a a national event for the team, then they're not keen on giving you time off for it. You couldn't swing. You couldn't swing that a European Cup and a World Cup is. Would, would they know the difference if you thought of it was a World Championship or a Championship? Well, if you see me in the if you see me at World Cup, and I, just for reference, anyone that sees me at World Cup, that's an international event. I'll have a Scotland tracksuit on just for pictures. <laughs> yeah, just get to make sure you get your picture, and then. Send it in. Like, look, That's there it. we were. It means like there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of Friday nights when I fly over competitions that I leave at like nine ten o'clock at night flights and then fly home Sunday night nine ten o'clock so I'm back for work on Monday morning you've done a few Dublin Opens like that I, uh, I've left a few Dublin Opens at six in the morning to fly home yeah we did something similar there for the Warrior Open it was quick turnarounds like up at five to catch the flight over compete get up at five the next morning to come home it's, like, it's tough going like yeah, it's a, and it's not one. not so much when you're doing uh, it it's when it's when you get home you're kind of like shattered and then you get you got to try and work again the next morning yeah that's the that's the challenge it's good see, see when I rock up at work with like a, a nice black eye and I'm limping a little bit kids looking at you like Mr. Brown were you fighting the weekend yeah bet I could take you yeah, alright <laughs> wait until one of them actually tries <laughs> That's it. That, that psychic comes out instinct. Just oh, sorry, trying to psychic that kid. And uh, do you think? What do you think? The do you think the Euros will be rescheduled, or what do you think is going to happen? No, I think I think this year's done. I think yeah, World be, Cup. Do you think? If the if the World Cup stays, I don't think we'll get the Euros. Yeah. It'll be. I'm hoping this clears up for the World Cup. <laughs> The Euro's getting... The Euro's I don't getting, think I so. I think by the time... Well, I think it would depend. If we're still locked in an audience. But see, I think it might depend on when people can get back training. Because it's grand to say, oh yeah, we'll hold it. But yeah. if people can only train for four weeks, like, are people going to want to go? But even like, are people going to book flights at this stage? Yeah, no one wants to come into back to book and Yeah, might not so... Be I think it could be put off. But then that impacts then even, well, when do you have the next World Cup? Do you just cancel it like they did in 2010? Because yeah. World Championships is... And you've got to wait so, four yeah. years for... So, like... I can't see there being a Euros this year. I think we're done for it. It's just like, it'd be so strange, like, looking back. You look back in five, ten years, yeah, just, just there was no Euros that year. Be a weird one looking back. Does that mean if if you won last year, do you get to hold it for two years now? Do you, were you were you two year European champion now? I guess so. <laughs> Some people get all the luck. <laughs> why did I why did I win last yeah. year? Yeah, I had that the one time the the one time I when I won the Euros, it was on the short one, so I only got six months. So you know, it's like ah, would be nice to have got the twelve months out of it. But look. I suppose that's that's the oh, that's the motivation to try and win the next one straight away. Well, no, one, no one can ever take it away though. You're a European champion. No one can ever that take is that true. Away. Yeah. In your case, you're world champion. No one can ever take that away. Yeah, it's that's the joy. Yeah, but then like you're two times European champion. Oh yeah. Are you? Did you? Would you be? Are you Scotland's most successful male competitor then? I'm just sparring. Anyway. Um, we've got. In terms of sparring, yeah, it's the only one. That, the only other person that's won a sparring title as a male, other than me as a senior, is a, a guy, Brent Lyon, won the Worlds in, two, in 1997, but he never won the Euros. He won one Worlds. Then we've had one junior won the Worlds. Uh, Ian Ford won the Worlds yeah. of junior. But other than that, the only senior male to win the Euros is me. So I'm, I think I'm the most successful senior male we've got. No, that's not a bad fitter. I'm the most successful... Yeah, I know a successful senior male we've had. 
then Miss Cross was the most successful female we've ever had, which is quite nice for the club. Like. Yeah, from one club, it's class, and and two different and two different, kind of, and two different yeah. generations in as well, you know. That's it. And then we've just had uh, Gemma just won the the Euros Junior Patterns. That's even, that's another generation below me has just won it as well from the same club, which is nice. Jesus, yeah, successful club, yeah. So, someone did point out though. As much as we don't admit, we're pretty much a patterns club now. With Michael's won the Euros in patterns, Gemma's won the Euros in patterns, um, Katrina won a team gold in the Euros in patterns. Miss Cross has got four world titles, in, sorry, two world titles in patterns. I've never competed for patterns. I'm letting the club down here. I've got. You're doing it for the pa- you're, you're you're doing it for the spires, man. You're you're, you're keeping it. That's it. I've got to keep. keep <laughs> um, I actually think, I think we, I think we might call it. Uh, leave it there actually I don't think I have overall any more questions or anything um, it's been good chatting though man it's good chat hey, it's good to hear from you I'd probably be asked, be asked to be honest oh, yeah, like you said Scotland's most successful uh, senior male why not have him on yeah yeah, yeah see way, like, yeah. two times European champion so well, I was good chatting it was good to chat like that you've been we've been around the same length of time there so you know like we've it was good to look back on some of those other championships, you know. That's it. So, um, yeah. That's what, 10 years of this now. 10 years. And you think there was no uh, no head guards, there was no, there was no mind press, there was no, so much stuff. That was it, was you had to have top 10 sparring gear and yeah, no head gear. Um, but actually, I don't know, I think we'd wait to see it go back to no head gear. I think that would... um. Seeing people's faces, I think maybe made it maybe made a little bit of a difference. Like you know, kind of characters. Yeah, I think people were less people were less brave to run at you when they didn't have headgear on. Yeah, yeah, but I just think you, gives you that when you saw a, a video of somebody, you knew straight away who it was because you could see their face. Whereas you know, it's blue headgear. You kind of have to figure out. You have to kind of see a move. You have to really try and work out like what country yeah, is it. Whereas before, I was like, you nearly knew straight away because. You could see their face. But, hey, it's one of them. But, uh, oh, uh, enjoy, I suppose, lockdown. <laughs> hopefully yeah, hopefully it doesn't last too you. long. And, uh, so. If I come up plus 85, I'll not last oh, well, time. I'll be up a few sections myself, I think. Um, I'll get back to you in some training, I think. Get back trying to do something here at home. But, um, yeah, I suppose, man. Uh, stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, go on. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there, all right? Take care, man. Thanks for the chat. Perfect. Thanks for Lovely stuff. Go on.